3: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. Devin is not here today. She's been um, at her daughter's graduation and getting her moved somewhere. Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Tennessee. Uh, We have a guest on today. I was a guest on this beautiful, wonderful woman's podcast called Fearlessly Authentic. Her name is Jody Harrison Bauer, and we're here to just, you know, shoot the shit and chat about aging gracefully. (laughs) <laughs> postmenopausal, we're talking about aging gracefully, and you know all things to do with postmenopausal women. I have no idea what that's like, um, oh for you. But I'm sitting here with two women that do, and you guys know that Gina has been my my north star for aging since I was like, <laughs>
2: oh. oh no, Gina like 23. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that? Yes. It's a long number time. one. Keep your face out of the sun. <laughs>
1: I say that all the time. Yeah. (laughs) So true. Younger the better. Um, On that note, welcome, Jodi. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk to you guys.
3: Yeah. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and then about your podcast?
1: Oh, okay. So I am Jodi Harrison Bauer. I'm 62 years old, and I've been in the fitness business for about 35 years. I've been working out for 40 And I recently retired from fitness because I was just, it was time, it was time to just take care of myself and, you know, do something else and really put, um, go lean in really hard about getting older in a very healthy way. And even though I talked to my clients about this at different ages and stages of their lives, because I had women who were in their 20s, up to women in their 70s. So everybody's different age and stage was different. And as a, you know, being in the fitness industry and training people, you've got to be somewhat of a chameleon. So talking to women and grandmas and so on and so forth, but as a 62-year-old woman, I wanted to lean in really hard in helping women who whose voices may not be heard because they're not talking loud enough, which is what happened with Sports Illustrated. So been in the fitness industry for 35 years. Um, I'm a two-time world bikini champion. I did that at 49 when everybody told me I was too old to get on stage in a skimpy bikini and stripper heels, uh, competed <laughs> for 10 years. And then in 2019, Um, I tried out for Sports Illustrated Swim Issue. Um, I competed against more than 10,000 women, more than half my age, and got into the top 60, made Global News, New York Post, Every, People Magazine, Good Morning America. And that's when I realized that I had the opportunity to make a global impact. So then the pandemic, and then I started the podcast um, because I realized that I was always afraid to take risks my whole life. This is the problem when you ask me about myself because I'm 62. There's so much to tell you. Um, I was always afraid to take risks and I was always trying to please other people. So I wasn't really when I was married for 17 years and I have two daughters, 34 and 30, um, that I wasn't being my truthful self. I wasn't standing in my truth. I didn't know those words 21, 22 years ago when I got divorced um, but I knew something was off. And it wasn't until my early 40s that I stepped into my truth. I started figuring out who I was, reinventing myself. And I want every woman to feel that way. I don't want anyone woman to feel that they've got to be something for somebody else and to do it um with courage and authenticity. So I named this the uh, show Fearlessly Authentic. So that's where I am right now. Yeah. And I adjust, just actually just your ways. <laughs> um, what's that? Teach us your ways. Oh, so sweet. Um, this is funny. Um, recently um I posted a reels video that went viral f- over 15 million views. I think it's up to 15.4 views now, 15.4 million views. And all I said was that I was 62, I was postmenopausal and um There was one other message on there, but it's crazy because it really, again, just like with Sports Illustrated, I realized I was touching on something that women need to hear more about. So,
2: yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like they you kind of see women like up to like 40 and then it's like, poof. Right. Non- then everybody's non-existent. <laughs> where'd right. they go? Yeah, <laughs> they where'd they go? Where I think fell what happens. The face of the
1: earth? Right. I think when women hit like, you know, there are a lot of um elder millennials on the on the cusp of an elder millennial and a Gen Z. Right. Mm-hmm. That um there's the elder millennials who are hitting 40 right now think that look at me, I'm a sexy motherfucker, I look great, I'm fit, like look at me, look at me. You know, social media wasn't around for me to say, look at me back then. Uh, And I'm thrilled that these women are taking such good care of themselves. But like you said, then they hit 45, 48, and they're like, oh, I don't feel so sexy anymore. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. And we yes, need, look away, wait, look away, please, please. Oh, I forgot. I'm not supposed to be in the sun. Oh yeah. I forgot that. I can't eat everything. And thank you hormones for reminding me that of that. And where did the belly come from and where did all those things come from? So I think that um, we need, there needs to be a voice for those women between 45. There are a lot of Gen Zers. Yeah. 45, 55, that the generation behind the baby boomers, um, those women are going through menopause right now. They're experiencing perimenopausal symptoms. They're going through menopause. They're becoming empty nesters, all of those things. They might even have some grandchildren. I don't know. I don't have any. And it's just their voices need to be heard. And I think a lot of them are on social media and are speaking up and they're very brave about it. But nobody my age you don't hear a lot of women over 60 talking about, okay, well, I have survived menopause, right? Now, now what? I'm like, now you thrive. Now you fucking thrive. So, yeah, I love that message.
2: Yeah, I just was talking to somebody about this because I feel like my 40s were great. Like I, you know, I was probably in the best shape because, you know, my kids were older. I had more time to, to work on myself and you know, like my body and, you know, what I was just to, about me. And so I felt the best that I ever had. And then all of a sudden the fifties hit cause I'm 53 now. And I'm like, and I was doing exactly that. Like I thought that I had, whoa, I know, I know this sounds, this sounds ridiculous, but I thought that um, I had somehow uh, become like an anomaly because I'd gone because I'd gone through menopause early. So I had my last period at 46. Oh, wow. So, I had my last period at 50. Okay, yeah. So I was 46. So I was like, oh, like this isn't so bad. And then I hit 50 and I was like, eh, it's a little different. But then like, I was just keep saying it like 52 did me dirty. Like all of a sudden I was like, what is this? Like, I have a, I, What is this belly? What is. What is it? Why all of a sudden does it look like I have? You know, somebody hit me in the in the hips with a golf ball or something. And when, like, when, did got, your, and
1: when right? When did your ass become flat? Right? Yeah. The, like
2: what? What is right. happening?
1: I know. So, I know. Fifties are tough. They're really yeah, tough. Oh my They're, gosh they really, they're very, very messy, you know, messy middle life. It really mm-hmm. is messy middle life and you're going to get through it and because you've taken such good care of yourself. You will get through it, but it is, I've already sworn on here, so I guess it's okay to swear, yeah. but yeah. it's a big mind fuck. It is. It, and it really, like you're saying, you doubt yourself. You're like, wait, where, when did this happen to me? Yeah. When did like, I, I get didn't... cellulite on my stomach?
2: Like what, this is bizarre. You know, like mm. it's, it's just, um, it's how cruel. did I get cellul- cellulite on my calves? <laughs> 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 like, what? How am I the same weight, but I have cellulite on my calves. Like it makes that... zero, zero I sense.
1: I know. And I, and I feel bad for women that are going through that, especially women that have never really taken care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So like, Brooke, you are like, A great example of like a woman in her 30s who's been working out. We both all of us have worked out, but like you think, okay, I'm doing everything right. So if you start from doing everything right and then you're still feeling this way in your 50s, can you imagine if you had never done the prep work right to be where you are in your 50s? You'd be like trying to play the catch-up game. And that's the message I try to tell everybody now. Like, look, my message isn't just for women over 60. My message is for the 20, 30, 40, 50. And beyond women, because when you hit your 60s, it's a whole new orbit and it's not too late, but you do have to catch up really fast. And it I'm not saying it's not possible because we know as women, anything is possible. If you give us a challenge, we're going to try our hardest to beat it, but um, it just makes everything harder, right? So if we stayed out of the sun most of our life, we won't have to deal with those repercussions. When I was growing up, we didn't use sunscreen. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't.
3: I my, don't wear sunscreen. You now. baby oil. You, just, <clears throat> you should. You please. I've, look. I've, I've a vetoed sunscreen on my body. I use mineral sunscreen on my face, and that's it. And I don't eat. And I try not to eat seed oils, and I don't get sunburn. Okay. I'm not advocating that. You guys can make your own choices <laughs> through my through my own re- through my own research and uh, my health journey post competition. Wait, um, can you tell me about the seed oil? You don't, you don't. Yeah, there's a, there's a theory that, um, because of all the seed oils that are in almost every product that we use in all of our food, anything that is uh, processed or whatever, um, there's a theory that that is actually a big, um, it adds to the, it creates and adds to the negative, negative side effects of the sun, UV rays. Um, Yep. And I personally with all, I mean, I've known about it, but like even more studies coming out talking about all of the cancer causing and really bad chemicals that are in all sunscreens, unless they are mineral based or yeah, like like hundred percent zinc. And they say that baby sunscreen is the worst. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So now I I'll use mineral sunscreen, but I don't, and, and I, I have, you know, if I'm out in the sun for a long time, I'll just put on whatever is around, but I definitely have just tried more so to not stay in the sun too long. Right. I put mineral, I put mineral sunscreen on my face every day. I started sunscreen, my face (laughs) when Gina back when I was 22.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Put some sunscreen on your face.
3: (laughs) And I always, and I always used like, you know, L to MD or something that was mineral based or had like zinc, something. That's what I use. But you know, yeah. yeah, so that's okay to use, right? Yeah. Elta MD, okay. Like the like mineral based sunscreen is is really what you
1: want.
0: All
3: how's of the this, all the store how's... bought stuff is pretty full of bad stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't go in the sun anymore. I stopped. At I met my now husband when I was fifty, almost fifty five, and he is um, a pathologist, so he looks at cancer and things like that. Man, so... that's a not great. Great bo- great find. I know. That is a great find.
3: And, great find. and <laughs> wait,
1: let me just tell you this. You know, it's like I when wait.
3: you were dating that
1: back doctor. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, but he was I was a lot you, younger than me. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you uh, that yeah, and he played in a band too. So he played he plays congos and bongos. So that's how I met him. I was actually. I dancing with my then fiance when I met my now husband. But anyway, so he didn't know that I was break- going to break up with him. But anyway, so yeah, so I met my husband and uh, one day I was laying out in the sun, like on the beach and he comes outside and goes, "Jody, what the fuck are you doing? And I said, what? He's very um, light. He has like long hair down to hair, but he's light skin. He's Hungarian. Like he's not from Hungary, but like he's of Hungarian descent. So he's uh-huh. very fair skinned. He's never been he just doesn't go in the sun. He doesn't believe in it. He's he's just not a sun person. So I'm like, Jody, what the fuck are you doing? I said, I have sunscreen on. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. He goes, Do you understand what's going on? I said, What? Yeah, I said, all the damage has been done already. So he says, he goes, it's breaking down the collagen in your skin. I go, oh oh never mind
3: say, <laughs> say less, less. <laughs> goodbye
1: son. Like, I'm like okay that's it and honestly you guys and that was literally the last time I laid in the sun like <laughs> so all you had to do is tell me you have to be like, told once right right so that's why you know I'm just yeah it does you should, you, it ages you should, see, you. you should see Gina at the beach
2: oh yeah sleeves oh, I do I wear I and a hat a hat I'll put I'll There's put like a shit I'll put like a towel over the top of I me. Mean, I just look like I'm in a tent. Oh, I know. It's almost not worth it. Right. You know, everybody makes fun of me. And it's funny. Cause I, I have a girlfriend who's, she just turned 45 and she's a giant sun lover. And I'm constantly telling her like you, she's like, I put sunscreen on. I'm like, we've been out here for like four hours. Like you, right. you're, you're still doing damage to your skin. Like, right. <laughs> please right. listen to me, you know? And now it's funny. Cause now she, and I've been telling her for years and now she's like starting to go, well, yeah. I have all these lines, like I, you don't have these right here. And, and I'm like, it's the sun, you have to stay sun. out of the sun. And it's funny. Cause I, I think it's, it's so good that you're, you're speaking to younger people also, you know, it's not just an, like a, right. you know, older audience because I think when you're younger, when you're twenties, thirties, even like early forties and you're still, cause we have so many things now to help us stay looking younger You know, we've got Botox and, you know, all these, all these other things and lasers and stuff. And and, and it works up until then. Mm -hmm. And then, and, and then all of a sudden it's, it, it starts happening and it, and it feels like it's such a rapid happening of the aging process. Well, right. It's like a rapid decline. It's like a rat. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden it's like, Whoa. Even like from year to year, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Absolutely. Back to, back to the drawing board. Yeah. Back to When you're drawing younger, board. you're like, oh, I'll be so old, then I won't care. And it's like, then you get to this age and you're like, I'm not old. I don't feel well, old.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: That's funny that you, you brought that up because my daughter and I just started another podcast called Old. I love that. (laughs) We'll be releasing it, I think, the end of June, beginning of July. We did our first episode we recorded last week when she was here. And I asked her, you know, she's 30, I'm 62. I'm like, I don't think I'm old, but 62 is like kind of old, isn't it? It sounds old. Right. She's like, yeah, mom. It
3: it is like old. like Me and my parents talk about how old is a choice. Um, yeah, it's all you, your, your, the way you have to handle with like, your things that change in your body or, you know, how much exercise you can do and not totally pay for it. Right. Like there's things that do have to change. You do have to adjust as you get older, but uh, the mindset is a choice because, you know, I t- my, like, my parents, best friends, my dad's friend, uh, Kendall, he, my dad loves to talk. We, we joke about how he now drives like a really old guy. <laughs> and my dad is giving him shit. Like he said, they were out on a mountain, a mountain bike ride and they're driving back. And he goes, Kendall, you're, you've turned into one of those guys that we used to yell at. And he goes, yup. Yes, I have. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, it really, it's just, it's, it's a choice. You know, like my parents are very active. And as long as they don't, make the choice to be like, almost like put yourself in a box of like, right. I'm old now. Right. I, I Absolutely. don't, I need to I be sedentary. I can't, I can't I, yeah. do that. I'm old. Um, now, whatever it is you're doing activity or whatever. Now it may look a lot different than when you were 50, 40, 30, but you can still do things, but it really is like a couple things. Are you willing to do those things in a healthy way for your body now? <laughs> you know, if you can't adapt with that and find like a like an in between that still makes you feel good, then you might be someone who's like an all or nothing. Like, well, I'm old now. Or you can right. be like, I'm older, but I still, you know, I can still <laughs> That's I can still lift up. heavy.
1: I can yeah. still lift heavy. That's yeah, I mean it's it it really becomes a lifestyle, a mindset. Yes. Do my workouts look a little bit different? Do all of our workouts look a little bit different? Of course they do, but we're still working out, we're still moving our body, we're still eating the way we need to fuel our body. And you know, I go to the gym and I feel just as strong. I think I'm still in my 40s. I feel like I still can lift that same way, but honestly, I'm lifting a little bit less, mm-hmm. but with perfect form, you know? And to me, as long as I'm doing it, that that makes me, and you leave there, um, feeling like feeling young. And that's really where then that leads to taking more risks, like healthy risks, um, chances in doing things, things that that really make you feel the way you want to feel. Because yep. as you said, it is, it really is a choice, but it's never too late either.
3: So if you, I'm going to let you guys do it just because, uh, well, you've lived a little longer than me for like women, women in their, in their twenties, when in their thirties, forties, fifties, what is some advice you would give to that age group for like those stages in their life?
1: You want to go first?
2: Oh, no, I, I, I'm i no okay. expert. I'm going to let you do all of it.
1: <laughs> okay. So um, for women in their 40s, if they haven't started lifting yet, moving their bodies yet, they need to start moving their bodies. To me, it's really important to lift weights, to do some form of resistance training. Now, when it women is- hear the word lift weights, mm-hmm. they think they have to be like a bodybuilder, which is so dumb because we've had this discussion a gazillion times, ladies, you do not need to look like a bodybuilder. We're not ever asking you to do that. We're asking you to do resistance training. Okay. Brooke, did you want to say something about that?
3: I was going to say that it actually is the most important thing for men and women, but for women, as we get older, it is to be lifting weights. It is to be doing squats. I mean, if you just wanted to do your main lifts, like squat, deadlift, bench press, and overhead press, but it is for bone density. It's for overall health. And it's way harder as we get older to like at a certain point to put on muscle. So if you don't start weight training when you're younger, it's going to be even, it's going to feel even harder if you're starting later in life. So absolutely. And what I used to tell people, because I would have, you know, I just, I have all the time. I mean, Gina was around for a lot of it. You'd have people like, Oh my God, you look incredible. Like I want to look like you, but like not as big. Right. Yeah. And I, w- and I would then say like, Oh, you don't have to worry about that. Like mm. there the chances of anyone actually having the, the dedication, the, the amount of time day in day out for years to do it. You're going to be just fine. It's not, it's not a, you can't catch muscle. All right. It's not like a sickness where like
2: you touch a weight once and boom, you're huge. I mean, if it were so easy, it, it would be awesome be, like it would be so awesome i have so many friends who will be like oh you know you look great like what are you doing and and i'll tell them that oh i don't want to get bulky i'm like do i look right. bulky i mean like right. i'm having a hard time even like keeping any kind of definition on anything at this point you know like there's no you you the time that you would have to put in it, you know and it's definitely not going to start now there's no way you're going to get bulky
1: no. Well, I don't want to look Right. Brooke, I used to get the same thing, same thing that, and I would, they would always say, but I don't want to look like you. I, <laughs> I don't want to be that muscular. And right. I said, don't, and I would say the same thing. Don't worry about it. You'll never you be won't. like this. Yeah. It won't happen because I've been working out for 20 years prior to this conversation we're having right now.
2: It's not like you can't go to the gym for an hour and lift some weights. It's hours. It's hours. It's like a full-time job
1: almost. It it is. It it really is. It's It's a dedication and a commitment. However, however, they can still do it. They don't have to worry about looking like us. We're not, and we're not asking anybody to look like us. We're just saying that if you want to age in a healthy way, the first thing you should do if you're in your 40s, you're even if you haven't hit perimenopause, start lifting weights, like little weights, two-pound weights, three-pound weights. Do some type of, of resistance training to prevent osteoporosis, to to help strengthen your core. If all you're doing is just a few movements, you're going to be strengthening your core. If you're standing and you're doing overhead presses, if you're doing lunges, if you're doing squats, if you, any of those things that you mentioned, Brooke, you are going to be strengthening your core at the same time. Like, you know, the clients would say, can we just work on our, my abs today? <laughs> just one thing. <laughs> yeah. Can we just work on the abs? I'm <laughs> like, we work on your abs every single time you come in here. You know how you stand right. for an hour and we lift weights. We're working your abs. It's yeah.
3: your diet. You know, People would always ask like, you know, what for me, they're like, you know, Duh. what do you do for your core? And I'm like, I mean, maybe once a week we, a do, we do things like accessory work, like L-sits. I'm like, but my core is strong from deadlifting, from squatting, from doing almost any other move like that because you have to brace. You're, you strengthen your core by bracing, you know? And the better you get at that, now we can create a more of the core that you want versus if you're just doing crunches, you know, it's the, it's the, the theory around like, if I'm just doing crunches, I'm, I'm building it outward. If I yeah. can brace and learn how to, you know, pull my belly button into my spine, keeping everything neutral, you're really creating a nice, strong, solid structure. That's not, you know, necessarily being, it's all working
1: versus only working it in like one direction. And that's,
3: exactly. pro- that's not
1: scientific guys, but it's best I no, but no, it's 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 core work and that's what people have to understand. It's not just abdominal work, it's core work and it's all and if your diet and so the other part is diet, right? So we've got 10% some people vary a little bit. My 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 outlook is 10% of it is training, 80% of it is nutrition and 10% of it is genetics, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to be I'm five feet tall. I'm never going to be six feet tall. I'm never going to have long legs and I'm never going to have skinny legs. I could have blonde hair, but I'm never going to have the other things, right? Mm -hmm. So I can't change the 10%. And if there's a propensity to be obese, they've got to work harder than the average bear. And I Mm -hmm. tell them that I have a morbidly obese sister. That's her genetic makeup. My other sister is built like me. So that's her genetic makeup. So if she wants to be fit and healthy, stop smoking, get out of the sun, change your diet, and start moving. She's 60. She's not going to do any of those things. She's good with where she is. She's about 100 pounds overweight. Okay. I feel bad. But that is her genetic makeup and she's done, she has not done any of the work to change that. So some of us are blessed. Some of us have to work really hard and some of us don't have to work at all. But be aware of what your genetic makeup is and embrace it. And so diet is really important when we say diet. I'm sure you both agree that it's, you know, we could could go deep dive into this, but I don't think that's what we want to do right now because it gets very could get very dry and boring. Um, but it's it's you know, making sure that you're eating enough lean protein and you're getting the your complex carbohydrates, you're fueling your body the correct way. You're not eating a lot of sugar or fried foods, fried foods to make it really simple. Um, and you're eating several small meals during the day. I mean, can I make it any more simple than that? But um, you know, and going into your 50s, it's the same thing because what's gonna happen is you start having. Perimenopausal symptoms, you start going through menopause. And with menopause, you have mood swings. Um, the kids are annoying you if you have kids. Um, you might be changing jobs, you might be changing relationships. I was in a toxic relationship, I got divorced in my 40s. At the height of the toxicity of my relationship after I got divorced um, with the new person that I was in a relationship with. I was going through menopause. And I look back now and I think, well, maybe part of the toxicity, right? It wasn't all <laughs> right. him. Was like I was going through friggin' menopause. Like I was losing. I went through my, my divorce during menopause. It's, it's the worst, right? <laughs> it's it's the worst. It's the worst. Awful. Oh yes. God, so bad. <laughs> and so I think that when I met my now husband, I was I was done. I was 54 and I was just done with it all because it started at like 47, 48. So If you can start at a, you know, in your 30s and then work through that, keep that consistent throughout that time, um, the strength that you gain from being in the gym and lifting weights and the strength that you get from eating good foods is just, will help you so much more going through menopause. It will strengthen your mind and your body and will keep you so much healthier because there's going to be all of these other things that come into play, like your unbalanced hormones that just wreak havoc in your body. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't, then, I'm
2: not even, I'm not going through menopause and
1: I'm
3: doing right. fat. Exactly, <laughs> well, you always right. go
2: through, through your whole, because, you know, if somebody was saying they'd, they'd had a baby like a year ago and they were like, I think I'm going through early menopause because I'm having hot flashes. And it's like, no, you're your, your hormones hormonal. do this.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, as women, we always have all this stress that we put on ourselves anyway, but then you add on you know, all of the other, um, things that happen with our hormones and that hormonal imbalance really is a tough one to handle. Man, so it is, it so is yeah. Fucked. So we need to have the other <laughs> it things. Fucked. It is fucked. And it's the for women, for men, it's, it,
3: it can be solved a little bit easier. Like talking like with my doctors, like when you work with a man who's, you know, doing hormone therapy or trying to get his blood work figured out, it's a much more streamlined route. For women, we have so many different hormones that play massive roles throughout the month <laughs> that yeah. like it really is this like, you have to it's like make tiny changes and try to find the perfect thing for that person. It's it is individualized. It's, it's, it's very not, hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's more intricate. So people that are out there working on, you know, women's hormones and thank you. <laughs> I work with a, Thank Gina. You. are
1: you on, um, any type of hormones? Have you no?
3: I've been telling, I've been telling her so, because she has this idea that like, it's, and it's not you. <laughs> it's so many people. It's as if, um, you're just prolonging, you're prolonging the inevitable, which well, I suppose is true. But I feel like because of all of the endocrine disruptors and our things that are completely out of our control stuff, that's put in our products, stuff that we didn't even know about that now right. is all is coming to light. That is what has caused it. Like, well, people are having hormone issues at younger ages. It's mind blowing. What I think like happened- high school,
2: no, for sure. I think what happened was, cause I actually just recently, I'm going to call a doctor and talk to them about it because what happened was, I think I went through menopause so early mm-hmm. that my, it wasn't the worst thing thing. I mean, like I would get like hot flashes, right. but I didn't have I mean, I I kind of like when they told me that I was postmenopausal, I was kind of like, wait, what? Like how did I just get through that? And like not because you know, you just hear all of these right. things. And I don't know if I mean I'm just guessing. I don't know if it's because of the the younger age that I did or what, but when I would go and I talk to my doctor, the doctor would say, like, well, Are you having this? And I'd say, no. Are you having like vaginal dryness? No. Are you having, you know, like like all these like different symptoms? And they were like, well, we don't like to, you know, they basically explained it as if I went on hormones that I would eventually have to get off of them. And what was I prolonging? And I I don't know. And and so, and I talked to like two different people about it because well. I went to one doctor and then like another person was like a doctor and I was like, well, is this true? And they were like, Oh yeah. I mean, that's what we would, we would recommend. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I think now I'm finding that I'm hitting my fifties. I'm like, Whoa, something's going on. And my, my sleep is awful. I'm, I'm tired all the time, but I can't sleep. I feel like (laughs) that's me. Right. And I'm, you know, I just, I'm exhausted and I have the brain fog you know, like there's so, so yeah. many times where I'm like, I want to say something and I'm like, wait, what was that word I was looking for? Is this Alzheimer's? Like, what is, what is going on? You know, cause I'm such a paranoid person anyway. And so I'm realizing that. And then I talked to somebody else and they were like, no, actually uh, they were explaining it. And I, you know, I'm not a doctor, well, a, big, a
3: big driving but- force in, in regular healthcare is they don't Insurance, I mean health insurance runs the freaking show. And they will not. I feel pretty confident and say you could quote me on this, but I've only ever spoken to one person in Florida that works in the healthcare industry. And she told me this is wrong. But every other person I've talked to, it is correct. Your your healthcare provider, like your like family doctor, any of like anything besides like a couple very basic uh tests, like for like like blood tests they're not covered by insurance. Right. And hormone care is not covered by insurance. Which so is bullshit. Why, so why would they promote it or why would they cuz they can't they don't they don't benefit as a provider as a doctor they won't benefit from that.
1: Right. So, that's why that's why we need to talk about it more and more and more and again going back to like what we were saying at the beginning of this conversation is that once women get to a certain age, let's say late 40s, let's say or 50 they don't, they're quieter. They don't share what's going on. They kind of st- go through menopause all by themselves. They don't have friends. I didn't have a community to talk to. I didn't, all of my friends are younger than me. So right. I didn't have anybody to talk to. Mm-hmm. My mom went through menopause in her thirties and we thought she was like going insane. So, um, <laughs> I was scared. I was going to go through it early and even going at, through it at 50, I thought I was early, but anyway. um I was talking to a friend who's 10 years younger than me, and uh, she went through early menopause because she had some type of ablation thing going on. It, Mm -hmm. It pushed her to go through menopause at like, I don't know, 48, 49. And she found out from a friend who's around the same age, was getting hormone replacement therapy, bioidentical. She was using bioidentical hormones. So here I was 60. This was two years ago, and I had gone through menopause at 50. They say there's a 10-year window where if you find the right hormone expert, that you can get hormone replacement therapy to feel like you did in your 20s and 30s. And so it's taken two years now for me to be at a level where I feel really, really good. I can fall asleep. I sleep eight hours. like everything is balanced. I want to have sex again, you know, everything. I didn't have that vaginal dryness thing either. So I had a lot of the same symptoms that you yeah, did going through pause, mm-hmm. thinking this is it. But I think yeah. it maybe has to do with the fitness level that we were at. Maybe. Maybe. No, I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. that for a fact. But find, I'll give you the name of my doctor. He's in, in Connecticut, but um, I've never met him in real life. So we always just do everything via Zoom. But I would look oh, okay. into it. Do you do I the was- pellets? No, 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 no. I don't do the pellets um, because what I've heard about the pellets, because I did look into that, is that they go in and you feel really, really good. And then you crash. Then you crash. Oh, okay. And I didn't want to crash. I wanted Mm. to just, I don't like that. I I, I just, I was scared. I didn't want to go, woo, I feel like I'm, you know, 21. And then I feel... Like off, awful. I just want to stay level. you know, it's like eating small meals throughout mm-hmm. the days, ladies. um <laughs> you want you want to keep it, you want to keep it steady. So no, at the beginning, it was a little difficult because, um, we tried everything that I was deficient in, so I gained like six pounds um because you can your weight will fluctuate, but eventually, if you're patient and I was, um we found the level that works for me. so. Okay. Yeah, it's just taking the time and you have like a 10 year window to that's what I've heard that's what I think he told me. So
3: My mom had to have a full hysterectomy at like it was after she had me, so maybe like 31 or 32. Oh, she wow. had P- PS- PCOS-, PCOS really bad. And for years she, cause especially at, at that time for her, like the only advice, like there wasn't very much advice given to her and, um, all they would want to do for women was pump, like just give them more estrogen, mm-hmm. like give them like the female hormones. Well, that's when we found out cause we're, I'm very estrogen dominant, which a lot of people probably wouldn't believe that. But so I can't take birth control because it was just putting more estrogen into my system. So I would, I'm prone to like cervical cancer, breast cancer, things like that. If I have an overrun of like bad estrogen in my system, you know, my mom, um, we found out because my, my grandma's twin, she got breast cancer, same sort of reason why. Um, but my mom, I don't remember at what age when she finally started going to see a bioidentical hormone specialist and getting on like her hormones fixed. It was like changed her life, changed it. So in in her thirties, she had no sex drive. In her thirties, she was, you know, dealing with so many things that, I mean, I obviously I was alive back then, but I have no idea what kind of information was available back then. But I do know- Way less. Way, there's way more now
1: yeah. than there was back then. Well, I started getting um, perimenopausal symptoms at 38. So they put me on- Um, I was off birth control. I had both of my children. My ex-husband at that time, he was still my husband, had a vasectomy. So we weren't using any birth control, but they put me on a low dose of estrogen to help with the hot flashes and to help get my period regular again. Because I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be like my mother. I'm going to go through, I'm going to stop getting my period in my 30s but then that continued until for 10 more years. And then that, then I started going through menopause. but um, it was a low dose of estrogen, which my body was able to handle. Um, So just, yeah, so many women, you have to also make sure that they're the right hormones for you based on your blood work. So every woman is different. So a lot of women, if they're prone to certain kinds of cancer, maybe can't use certain hormones and a lot of women think it's certain hormones. Well, it, I mean, there are certain hormones that are going to make you more susceptible to certain cancers. However, if you go to the right type of expert, they won't give you more of that hormone. They'll supplement it with something else. Well, or, and
3: find, finding someone who is they like, knows what they're it, talking they about. Really do extensive lab work. Right. You know? Oh my God. They, my lab. Then then it's, 10 minutes. Yeah. That's where you get all, all of your information. And even like with my experience with my doctor, they usually, it's like, this is what we would, this is what I would recommend the most. Um, we could try this, you know? So there's, there's things where there's not just like a, Oh, so you have that. That means you get this, right? right. It, it, It is, if you're going to, um, at least the people that I work with at live health, it is it, I mean, they're like, we can run as many labs as you want. Yeah. Um, they have an, an incredible laundry list of things that they can run labs for. And so what they do is like, if someone really wants that lab checked, they can build, run it, like you'll, you'll just pay for it. But what they tend to do is like, there's a, like a start starting out, like these are the things that we're going to check. And based off of whatever we find, we may want to do these, we may want to do these, you know, so they really can have a, a, a good visual of your health. And when certain markers are off, it's like, well, they know what that's connected to. So we are going to do, we're going to order some more tests that are more specific. Now we can like, you know, and I'm sure for you, it's the same. They, if you're working with a hormone specialist, they want you to have a, um, a, a family doctor. Uh, if there's anything that pops up, at least for us, if there's anything that pops up in my labs and then we call in like more labs. Well, if it's, you know, something that could be really concerning, it's like all that is taken to your, your provider, but you've you have this doctor that really is doing, you know, he- if you ask me like healthcare done right now, it is tough because it does cost money. It's not covered by insurance, well, but that's, yeah. it really does help you in the long run. Just having, even for me, just having like that comfort of knowing that someone I'm getting regular blood work. Right. So if there is anything that's off, right. Um, pre, a precursor to something worse, right. They can spot it. They'll see inconsistencies. And then we can, we can look, dive into it deeper beforehand, like try, you know, be able to get ahead of the problem just by having someone that's keeping it, keeping an eye on your health, just through your blood work,
1: through your markers. You know, and right. And that just reminds you of something that if anybody, the people who are listening right now, if you are having any issues with your weight or mood swings or sleep or any of the things that we're touching on, get your blood work done because that will tell you everything. That if you are gaining weight, losing weight, there's something, there could be something wrong and you should have your blood work checked. I mean- My dog, um, she had gained like four pounds. She's a Roddy mix. And she's exercising more. And I uh she's eating less food. You know, it's the way we train people. <laughs> you know, let's let's change your diet a little bit, let's amp up the exercise a little. <laughs> let's have you do some cross-training. You walk with the dog walkers, you go to daycare, you go swimming, and you're eating less food. And so I had her thyroid checked and it came back normal. I'm like, okay, Ava, we gotta we gotta swim more then, you know? So, but it's <laughs> it's like that for people too. We just have to get our the blood work. It tells you everything. So that's a very, very good point. At any age, if you feel any difference in your body and you know damn well that you're doing everything possible, and really be honest with yourself. Are you are you right? <laughs> are you really eating clean? Are you really working right. out the way you should be working out? And working out doesn't mean that you're at the gym two hours a day, although I'm sure all three of us are at the gym two hours a day. Just um You two
2: are. I'm one. Oh. One? Okay. Um, yeah. I'm,
3: one. I, I'm at a, I'm at a place where, you know, I get asked like, are you going to work out today? <laughs> <laughs> I probably should. Well, for me, I just did that 30 hour workout, 30 hours with no more, than 10, no more than 10 minutes between what do you
1: mean, 30 hours of working out.
3: Yeah. I was at a, I was at a veteran fundraiser event. It was a 30 hour workout. Wow. We were, it was some, some of us were athletes, like, Oh, just like, Oh, you know, some OG CrossFitters and then a bunch yeah. of vet- veterans. And we all worked out there for 30 hours, no longer oh. than 10 minutes between each workout. The first workout was two and a half hours. And then the longest was like six hours.
1: Oh my God. Wow. Yes.
3: Yeah. Nice. Wow. yeah. So I was, I must be a little tired, obliterated.
1: Yeah. That's I time. was
3: obliterated.
1: That's a really long time to be working out. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. But even, you know, in some days I do feel like working out for two hours. And there are other days where I just do a full body workout. I had, um, Les Mills body pump at my studio. I don't know if you guys are familiar with body Pump or anything. So I,
3: I definitely know that name.
1: Yeah. It's just really fun. It's an hour. It's a full body workout. It's one hour you're done. Good. You know, and, um, It's just like everything is time over tension. So it definitely hurts when you're doing lots of pulses. Um, (laughs) So, but sometimes, you know, and that's what I also want women to understand is that do what you need to do. But if you do have a goal, you've got to have a plan to reach that goal. So if it's to lose weight, if it's to gain muscle, if it's just to feel better, like do the workouts for that purpose. Like whatever the three of us do may not be right for you. Um, so find somebody or one of us who can help you figure out what is right for you
3: because everybody's different. And just like us, you know, what is right for us
1: is changing every year as we Mm -hmm. age. Yeah. (laughs) As, as we age, you know, sometimes we don't want to go to the gym and it's not, again, going to the gym is just a very small percentage of it, but it is about moving your body.
3: Just get outside Um, and go for a walk. If you don't exercise at
1: all, go for a walk 30 minutes a day. Totally. Start there. Totally. Yeah, start there. It's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. It's well, um, and it makes things easier when you get older. You guys would know.
2: <laughs> well, you know what
1: the, the other walks, thing is? I'm walks, still
2: figuring it
3: out. The walks well, no, the, for me are really good for this
1: my overall
3: like my body but like my mental health. Walks are really good for your mental health.
1: My oldest daughter, who's 34, um just her divorce just got finalized um in May and She played sports in high school and then never played another sport, never lifted a weight, never went to the gym from the age of 18 to like two months ago. Now she is all of four foot 10 and 79 pounds. And she, she is, she's got biceps. She's got quads, she's got hamstrings, glutes, calf muscles. she's like basically a mini version of me um but she she started my point is she started with taking walks mm-hmm. And she knew every time she took a walk, she's like wow. That felt really good. I'm going to do it again. It's not because she needed to lose weight. It's not for any of that, but it became a mental health thing going through mm-hmm. her divorce. It really really did. So, that's the other important thing while you're going through menopause. It's for your mental health if you're going through a relationship change, I, you know, divorce or anything. It's it's will keep you mentally and physically healthy to get through those hard times those hard times are hard enough as they are. So if we don't have that strength to fall back on mentally or physically, we're, we're, you know, we're way back behind, you know, just makes everything harder.
3: Yep. And when you are, man, when you're, when your mental health is not serving you and, you know, a positive <laughs> outlook or, or feeling or optimism, uh, man, is it hard to get out yes. of ruts and ruts are normal. They are, we've said it, you know, like your fitness journey in life, it's just, it's an ebb and flow. And it's so funny because every time I'm on like a down downturn, I'm on, I, I always, it's like, I always have to remind myself, like, I know it, but when I don't feel good or tr- you have to change your training around to adapt to where you are in life, it's yeah. like, it always still feels, there's so many moments where it feels like, am I just being a major pussy? Like, am I just not, am I not doing like what I'm supposed to? It's like, no, I mean, life brings in stresses that are out of our control and we are constantly surrounded by nothing but bullshit and stress. And so the exercise going for a walk like for me, because I lived in a gym as my, as a job for so long that it took a very long time for me to find a routine that wasn't the same as what I had done. Cause it was like, that took such a toll. And that when you're not doing that anymore, it's like, well, I only know how to go, you know, 150%. <laughs> how do I find, right. what my, how do you what, maintain? How do I find yeah. like what my new hundred percent is like, that will feel good. And I'm going to, I'll feel better, feel better about myself. My mind will feel better and my body will feel good. And it is such a, you know, that's just the way that it is. Like, you know, being around, being there for Gina as she's also had to all of a sudden deal with like, well, shit, like something that's been, I figured out and has been working for me for the last like three, four years. Like all of a sudden, am I doing something drastically different? No. Right now it's like back to the drawing board.
1: Yeah. Right. I think that's a great point. Going back to the drawing board. It's okay to go back. And it's really important to have that conversation with yourself to say it it's okay. Give myself grace. I have to do something different. Even with the salmonella poisoning that I had three weeks ago, and I was in the hospital for three days with pancolitis. Oh um, my God. Oh yeah. Pancolitis from salmonella poisoning. Um, I'd gotten down to 102 and it was, I have not eaten an animal protein in three weeks, which is very, I've always eaten an animal protein. Mm-hmm. like, I, And so I'm trying to lean into- what does my body want? What does my body feel like eating and being, okay, Jody? this is just temporary. You will be able to, hopefully you won't have PTSD over this, um, that you will be able to, I I really don't care if I have to, if I don't ever eat chicken again, but that's what made me sick. And, um, but you have to just like, accept it, give yourself some grace and say, okay, this is where I am right now. And it's okay. If everybody does that, I think that's Very, very important, and so many women are so hard on themselves, and they think they're pussies. They're not.
3: And and it's because we, when we're logical, we know that it's not just us. But for some (laughs) reason, when you're going through it, it feels like we're so special that only only our lives are super shitty now.
2: (laughs) Right? Right. You know? (laughs) Yeah. You forget that that that, you know there's so many other people that feel shitty. (laughs) Oh yeah.
3: So if you're listening and you're like, that's why "Mm -hmm." they're
2: listening to you. Yeah. listening you're like hey Hey, shitty loves company
3: remind just i have to remind myself remind yourself that like this is not it's it's this is it's just the normal and it sucks when you feel good especially because our society everything is is based off of your how you look and how you look to other people and depending on for women it's like depending on how you look your value you know Mm -hmm. but that that's the bullshit media which is what everyone needs to kind of get away from is that, I mean, we don't realize that we're allowing someone else to dictate how we feel about ourselves, but that's exactly what is happening. And if you have kids, uh, get them off it because now starting at, at an even younger age, they're learning to like need to, to fit a certain thing, right. Or like to fit in or whether it's the clothes they wear or whatever, And and it really just doesn't matter. And it it totally is ruining their happiness. And they you don't realize it until all of a sudden you're like, feel so awful. And then to try and figure that out is can be a process. Um, and one more note I wanted to mention is if you guys are listening and you have kids, I don't have kids, but I have 12 nieces and nephews. And so I'm always talking to my siblings about it. You know, I'm not a parent, so I can't tell them what they should do, but I do believe in, even if you have genes that are predisposed to things like diabetes or being overweight or whatever, you're not helping those kids by what you are feeding them. Now, I really believe in, you know, if you are putting food, you know, feeding them, putting food on their plate that is going to benefit them as they age. And as they go through puberty and they go through all those things, we can really help and aid those kids to kind of skip over some of, some of the bullshit that can be way worse for some than it is for others. Mm -hmm. And it, it really comes down to, I think that the nutrition that we have our whole life, but as we grow that is going to adjust how our body functions and if we're if we're fooling, or fooling, if we're filling our kids up with processed foods and bullshit because it's easy and i know we're busy and i know life's busy i mean i am i live at home my family's big and we're all very active and very busy so i 100% get it but just by going that little extra mile for your children you can help them maybe not go through a stage of like when they're in middle school and crying every day, school clothes shopping with, with because they are a little bit they haven't lost all their baby weight or maybe now they're they've put on more weight because now their health is might end up taking a dive down the road because of what we've been,
1: yeah, you know, training their changing their body. it, it has to be it has through food. The, the food that you feed your children has to be a priority. I mean my kids give me, They laugh about it now because I fed them in bowls um, (laughs) and like they ate like things that were concocted together and they were eating tofu and things like that. And I'm not vegan, but um, you know, the things they ate really, really healthy and they laugh about it now, but I think pridefully laugh and make fun of me because Mm -hmm. they know that the way I was feeding them was the right way. And when my youngest one who was a little chubby before she went, through puberty, she came home. She had a hard time. So I had my oldest one, who was always really tiny. And then my youngest one who was a little chubby. And I remember my oldest one saying to me, Is Lexi going to be fat? And I'm like, you be, you be quiet. And Lexi would come home and she's like, What can I eat that's not going to make me fat? And I'm like, What did you say? And I'm Aww, like, We're sad. talking about healthy, Lexi, healthy. And, you know, she got her period and whoa. She lost all the baby fat and she became hot. And then Alyssa was like, how come my little sister's so hot? I'm like, <laughs> that's what you get. For th- so, you know, but um, it is, it's so important that we teach them from such a young age how to eat healthy because that takes them through their whole life. And whatever the decisions they want to make about what they put in their mouth now, it's completely up to them. We could right. only, as parents, we could only do so much. Yeah, you can only um, control to a certain point. Right. But you can right. teach them because that's our job is to teach them when they're young. So they go out into the world and they fly and they flourish and they, they do good things in the world for right. humanity. Yep. You know? But yeah, I'm glad you okay. said that. So important.
3: Well, I just think about it cause I mean, everyone's going to go through the process of whatever it is for you to grow up. It's different for different people. I mean, I was always extremely active always, but I, it, I feel like I didn't bloom till like my senior year of high school. And even then I continued to like bloom like, um, and it wasn't because I was eating candy all the time, you know, or crap. It was just the way my body was. So what I mean too, for parents that have kids and why I say, you know, the argument is that we're all, everything's going digital and to take, to keep your kids off of iPads is you're really just doing them a disservice. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. You're doing them a disservice by teaching them, by giving them entertainment that has them constantly subconsciously thinking like, I want to look like that. I want to do this. I want to look like that. And it's like, I didn't have social media when I was growing up and it was hard as shit. I mean, the amount of times that my mom was stuck with three daughters crying in a dressing room is it's very sad. Okay? I had so too. It's like, right. And that's, and, and that's kind of inevitable. Girls going through puberty and everyone, you know, looks a little bit different. Like me and all my, my sisters, we never, none of us ever really looked the same. Like we all grew up a little bit different and we, we had hit puberty different. And now I think about, cause like I have like, you know, nieces and nephews and, you know, nieces that even like my little cousin, now she's 21. But like, I remember when she was young and my aunt was telling me she was coming from school talking about how fat her legs were, you know, it's just, it's just sad. And I feel like, you know, help them by getting, getting rid of some of those words and those, those labels that we tend to, once you get in that label, like that's who you are and that's ridiculous, but that is how the brain works. Right. And when you have kids that maybe, you know, deal with just wanting to fit in at school and then, you know, then you're worried about what you're wearing and now you're worried about like, well, I don't look like her, you know, girls that hit puberty earlier in life. It's, it, there's already a a Rolodex of, of, trials and things that are going, that are inevitable for kids as we grow up, but helping them eat right, helping them understand health versus, you know,
1: doing things for your health versus like, just cause you want to look for what way you like look going like. on it's, a diet, right? It's like always in- about the health. It's always, always, yeah, it's always got to be about the health. And that's why it's important that you take care of yourself while you're going through menopause. <laughs> kids are usually teenagers when you're going through that circle. And, you'll right, and you want to kill them. Right. <laughs> because you're going through menopause and they're going through puberty and it's, um, you know, it's, it's not easy. Interesting. Interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, like puberty, like it's, who was I talking to about this? It's like puberty, you're getting all the hormones you need to become fertile and to become a woman. And then when you start going through menopause, all of that stuff is taken away from mm-hmm. you. You give it and you take it away. And it's like, no, deal with this. And that's why knowledge is so powerful. That's why we need- You're to- like, at that point, you're like, haven't I dealt with enough? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no. of course, of course. Seriously. And I'm sure Gina can under- feel that. Yes. I, I could see her nodding and and mm-hmm. totally understand that. But yep. I will tell you, there's a bright light at the end at 60. It- it's like you- you've already- You've already dealt with so much stuff, whether it's kids, divorce, menopause, toxic relationship, job changes, right? Your body changes. By the time you hit 60, you're like, okay.
3: (laughs) All right. I made it. I
1: made it. That was the longest marathon I've ever had to run. (laughs) Right. I made it, but things still start shifting. That's when the shift, you think things are shifting now Things just shift in a different way now. Now it's, it's, so that's why it's the, again really important to find out what your hormones are doing and getting them balanced and finding somebody that's the right person, not just for you, but like for everybody who's listening, just those hormones. They control everything, right? They control everything. I remember hearing Jillian Michael say that 25 years ago your hormones control everything. Your metabolism can, yeah, I think she said, your hormones control everything. They control your metabolism and everything, everything. That was years ago, like when she was on that TV show. Well, I am out of control. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can talk afterwards. I'll, I'll I give know. you the name of the doctor.
2: I know. Yeah. I need I need something because I, I took a card from somebody, but she was really selling the pellets, but mm. I didn't realize that it went. Like that. And I don't know that I
1: want it. I don't- that's just I don't my personal know. opinion.
2: Yeah. What do you, yeah.
3: Brooke, I already you know heard? that. Well, because my dad, my dad has the testosterone pellets mm-hmm. and really he doesn't, he does not like them. Um, and how, does your, what, mom, how what, does your mom, how does your mom like them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she likes them. No, but he, he, he doesn't like them because of the drop-off Okay, and yes. you can't just go and have more. You have to wait until it's
1: time to put new ones in. And so that's what sucks is like. Right. You feel it. You feel it being depleted and you want that. You want that a steady. Right. The steady flow. But then he's got to drop. So is he going to go look into bioidentical hormones? um, Yeah. In fact, I'm I'm going to get him linked up with the doctor
3: that I use just because the doctor that he uses and he's even it's like until he finds something new. That's what he's that's he's been seeing. And that's what he's been doing. But he what he hates about that. And this is when you do search out doctors, um, do your research. You know, yeah. I, I would recommend don't just go to your family doctor and say, I want to get blood work done. Don't no. you, you really could. If you just go to someone who, what they do, like, and if, uh, if I'm just talking to women, we have male listeners too. like a, like a, you know, female, like women's health, um, center provider Yeah, that's provide, that's where they're really going to one, like my doctor woman love it because just like me, having conversations with you or me and Gina talking, it's like, she is, for her, it's like, she's already been through it. Yeah. And so she has a really good idea of like this, these are avenues we should take, or you should, you know, let's skip over all this. Like she's been through it herself and that's what she does. But if you just go to your provider, the, ch- the chances of them not having a very limited list of, of hormones, they
1: would check actually even checking them for you at all low. <laughs> and forget and forget about your OBGYN. Your your they don't really talk about that. No, they well, because really, they don't know it. It's they, don't they don't know, they don't it. know it's, it. They they didn't learn about that. And um, yeah, you just have to find you have to find the right doctor that works for you, and um, and and is patient with you, and you're patient with the whole process because it is a process.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I spoke to jo- uh, Dr. Jennifer Berman. She's out in Beverly Hills. Um, she's, okay. Yeah. She was, she's been on the show a couple of times and, um, she is a urologist. Um, but she does a lot of work, um, with women with hormone replacement therapy. And she talks strongly about how important it is for women to have their estrogen, their testosterone. Um, so I'm on a bunch of things, but yeah, on on all of those things, progesterone, estradiol, testosterone, DHEA and thyroid. So, um,
2: yeah, I think and for you me feel it's good. Just, it's I do. so I do. Like to start the process you're like where wh- where do I go? What do I do? And see because again yeah. I've gone to my my GP and they've said, "Oh, you're good." You know, you're fine. So it's like, "Well, I, I was told the feel, sa- I was told the same thing." Yeah, I don't me. feel fine. You know, and I think that's the other problem is that there's this idea that once you get to a certain age, you're no longer like a viable human. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like
1: absolutely. You're you know so what I mean? right. Yeah, you're it's so like you're, you're right. just, You know, well, you're, you're just disposable. On the, yeah, you're, you're
2: disposable. You're on the second half of your life. You're dying. You know, in a few years anyway. And it's like, wait, what? No, I thought no, I had, we're very relevant. Like, I mean, if you if you think about it, I have you know, my grandmother on one side is turning a hundred this year. Mm -hmm. My grandfather on the other side lived till he was 103. I'm like, well, no, this is only half, like halfway. Like, Mm -hmm. do I just want to like, just slowly, you know, die? I mean, that's that's not what I want. Or, or just, or just, just suffer the whole time. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, well, you're a woman and you've gone through menopause. So that's just what you're supposed to do. And it's like, well, that's, you're exactly should, right. Yeah. That's, and I, I, I should wrong. feel like I should be able to feel like I did. I know that I'm not 20. I know that I'm not 30, but there is this idea that it's like, well, that's just part of, that's just part of that. And no. it's like,
1: what? I don't, you're
2: like, you're like, I don't no. think it is. I don't,
1: I don't, <laughs> I don't really want it to be, you know? So, yeah. yeah. No, I'm telling, I'm telling you, no, no, absolutely not. Now, if you don't feel right, you need to find the right person to help you get there because- you you have a lot more living to do. A lot more living you, to do. Yeah, and you're like only fifty three for God's sake. That's nothing. You your chi- your child, I'm a child, your child.
2: <laughs> well,
3: and just I love so that. Like, Thank you, Jody. So you. everyone knows too. You find someone to run your blood work. That doesn't mean like you're. That doesn't mean like once you find someone to do so a blood pan, blood panel, like now you have to do whatever they t- no. <laughs> you don't have. It doesn't mean like. The next step is like getting on hormone therapy. No, it's information. And then you make a plan. Mm -hmm. You know, you make a plan that's going to make you feel the best, gonna have the best outcomes. And for women, it's it's kind of trial and error. So it's very it's very small changes over a period of time. So they can see how as our you know, things change throughout a month, they see how things happen and change throughout the month, and you get new blood work done. Like I've got my next, I have to do a Dutch test next, which is it's urine sample test so I can see what's being used. We can see what I'm what I'm peeing out. Um, my first a uh, thyroid um me- uh sub- <laughs> pills medication that I was on turns out that after like six months of being on it, it didn't change anything. I was on the can't remember what it's called, but it's the thyroid that's made from Synthroid. a pig.
1: Synthroid. Yep.
3: And what they were, what they were noticing was, and, and, and assuming based off of all my blood work and all the tests was that my body was actually changing it into estrogen. There mm. were things. So for me, when they put me, had to put me on a synthetic thyroid, um, pill instantly, my body was actually reacting to it and responding. Interesting. But okay. I was definitely in rough shape. my, um, I, I had no dopamine. I had no serotonin.
1: I was, had a lot of but, things. But you felt this, like, so you, because oh, you're yeah. so in tune with your body and, you know, you felt all of these, you felt like a, a shift happening, right?
3: Oh, I felt very, very bad. This yeah. started in, in, a, in August. Um, and I finally contacted somebody because I found live health through two really good friends of mine and Gina's, um, Dave Lipson and Camilla blanc and they had been working with them for a long time. And so then I called and had like my console over the phone this was in like february but i mean and then it took a year of small changes and then all of a sudden started to actually feel a little bit better <laughs> but just by having just by getting my blood work done and having someone there that is reading everything and and it's a it's an effort of a
1: team you have a team you're no longer on your own trying to figure out Right. Everything that's going wrong. It which... makes you. F- it makes you feel safer. It makes you feel like you're in a safe place. That's other people are like. It's not just you trying to figure it out. And I think what's so great about this conversation, um, is that you know the perspective of somebody in their 30s, 50s. Is Devin in her mm-hmm. 40s? She is. Uh, well, where the hell is she today? I know. Mean, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> kidding, right? So it's just so important. Like everybody who's listening has to realize that that there are changes that occur. At any point in your life, it's just, you know, the longer you wait to help yourself feel better, um, the harder it is to be to catch up. Yeah. And because it just gets harder as we get older, but it doesn't have to. And just, you know, for somebody 34 years old and getting this blood work, knowing that there's something that doesn't feel right and you you took care of it. And that's so many people don't. They're like, ah, I'll feel better, I'll feel better. But no, it's that blood work. You gotta get it taken care of. Yep. How's your dog? Okay. I don't know. They haven't called, so I'm oh, okay. hoping that um, there's no missed calls. No, no news is good oh. news. Yes, yes. Oh, my God, I was crying when I left her this morning. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. I just just got scared. Mm. Um, I understand that we've uh, we're a big
3: uh, dog loving fam. You guys will. Both- oh yeah. What do you With have? Our dogs, Tina.
2: Well, I don't I have, have a dog. Oh, you She's don't not have,
1: have dogs? No. Okay.
2: I got rid of my last kid. And I just don't want anything to take care of.
1: <laughs> I know the feeling. I
2: know. And I and I'm by my. I live by myself. So His it's plans. like I just don't. Yeah, I got plans. <laughs> plans. plans. Oh, I said plans. I got plans. plans. You yeah. you got plans, dude. You're plans. Chock full of plans. I know. Yeah, I just I'm just gone too much. I just wouldn't be a good dog mom. Yeah. I don't like. I don't hate animals. I'm just not a big. You just don't feel like nurturing anything. I don't, right I don't now. want to nurture anything. I'm right. so over it. I just want to be me. Right. haven't been that for, you know, since forever, probably.
1: (laughs) I didn't feel that way until I I closed the studio in September. And then I was like, okay, now I'm just going to work on me. I'm just going to really focus on me and... It's been it's been really nice, but now I feel like I need to create something. So right. <laughs> the, po- the podcast came because I can't sit still very long. So then my daughter and I decided to do the podcast. I'm gonna revise my meal plan and gear it more towards, you know, women that are older. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's always the same thing. It's good food, it's eating healthy and so on and so forth. But um, again, I want to give that voice to women who feel like they're not being heard.
2: Yeah. Like it's just so incredible. I love that. Yeah. I think it's so important. Me
1: too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And I think, um, yeah, I just think there are a lot of women out there. They're like, where do I go? The problem with podcasts and women over 60 is that women over 60, for the most part, I'm not saying this is for everybody. They don't know what a podcast is. Right. <laughs> right. So I, just, I knew you were going there. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. They don't know. And I was, I took my daughter to, uh, she was visit when we did the show on Friday and then she went to get her hair done. And uh, I was talking to the owners there, and they're some of them are in their seventies. And one of the women were like, "Oh, you look so good! You look so good! You know, what have you been doing? You know, how's the studio?" And I told them, and I I said, "I'm just really focusing on my podcast and this meal plan I'm writing." Blah blah. And she said, "Now, what's a podcast?" <laughs> and I said, um, "Whoa, <laughs> it's it's like a radio show, right? Yeah." And so she's like, "Well, how, how do I hear it? Do I hear it in the car?" I'm like, "No. Have you heard of?" Spotify? (laughs) And she said, yes. I go, so you go to Spotify. Just put my name in. Because she kept getting fearlessly authentic confused. So I said, just put in my name and you'll get it. She's like, oh, right here? And I said, yes. And then you just press play. Yeah. You just, press, yeah. That's <laughs> but simple. that is right. Yeah. But that's, that's the hard thing is people are like, I don't know where to get a podcast So Right. <laughs> it's a radio show. So that's the other, that's it's the a other radio thing. show.
2: Hey, yeah, <laughs> <Really>. hey.
1: <laughs> it really is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I <don't bump>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that.
3: Well, Jody, do you um, let all of our listeners know where they can find you. And if you have any
1: last remarks. Um, you can find me on all social platforms at Jody Harrison Bauer. So that's J O D I H A R R I S O N B A U E R. I'm on YouTube and um, every social media platform. And all lasting, lasting words to uh, live by is just start moving, start moving. Everything else will come from there, but just start moving wherever you are in life and just cut out the sugar. like if I can give you one tip and stay away from the fried foods and stay out of the sun. Um, That's really it because it does get more complicated as you got, as you get older, as you've heard from all of us, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And if you don't feel well, get your blood work checked.
2: And if our listeners are not, are only listening to this and uh, you need to go on our YouTube and just see how amazing Jodi looks (laughs) so that you you understand why this is so
1: important, live her ways. And it's, you know, and it's not just about the looks. I appreciate no, that. No, I do but there,
2: but it's, I'm just saying it's not about just being, you know, this outside package, but the fact that you've been able to age in such a, you've slowed the aging process. I hope you so. You can see it. Thank you. So, you, you know, Thank I you. Yeah. I'm feel like what happens on the inside tends to reflect on the outside. Oh. So it's not, yeah, I wasn't trying to make it about a, uh, you know, just that, but, you know. You got the whole package.
1: Thank you. you I, pr- I really appreciate that. I really, really do. And I think I love the energy in this room right now. I, I <laughs> love talking to both of you. You just gave me a boost of energy. So thank oh, you. Oh, good. For that. Oh, yay. yay. I feel like I had like just a, a boost of B12. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for the good vibes. It was such a great conversation. I loved being here. Oh, it was You're wonderful.
2: Welcome. So nice to meet you.
1: Nice to meet you too.
2: Yeah.
3: Thanks for thanks for coming on, Jody. It was thanks, great. Thanks Just for one me. more reminder to anyone listening: um, Jody's podcast is fearlessly authentic. That fearlessly is
1: authentic, and um, yes. coming out soon will be old. Love that with, with my daughter Lexi. Old. Yeah, old. Love that old. Because we're all getting old. We're all getting old. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a, it's not a bad thing.
2: Oh well, thanks so thanks. much for being
1: on. Thank
3: yeah, you really Thank appreciate you. it.
1: My pleasure. She's darling. Well, that
2: was I
3: know that was fantastic. I was on, I was a guest on Jody's podcast and
2: that's how we found her. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. She's, she's beautiful. When she said she was 62, I went,
3: what? I know everyone listening that like always oh. is so surprised by that Gina's 53. <laughs> this, <laughs> is, this is
2: just yet another woman <laughs> who you're like, no, what? what? <laughs> she's amazing. Um, okay guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to. Rate, review, subscribe, five-star rating, five-star warning. And we'll talk to you guys next week.
0: Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie.